0: This is Smart Poker Study episode 216, Building Skills into Your Unconscious Competence. I had a ton of fun in my interview with Steve Fredland in episode 215. We talked about his recreational poker history and live tournaments. It's poker study time, y'all. So thank you very much for sharing the show with your poker friends. And of course, thanks for tuning in to the first strategy episode of 2019. Now, I have coined 2019 as the year of action. Everything I share with you is going to relate to taking action on or off the felt. So every podcast is going to start with an action step. And if you only listen to that and complete it, but you end up ignoring the rest of the episode, that's totally fine with me. Doing just that will satisfy your daily need for purposeful study and practice. So, two things before I get to today's challenge, and then the meat of the podcast. Number one, next week I'm going to hold another free webinar about plugging a specific post-flop leak. If you want to get invited to that webinar, make sure you sign up for the Weekly Boost ASAP. You can get there through the show notes page at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod216. And the second thing before the challenge, I have to thank two Patreon insiders who have recently increased their level of Patreon support. The first is Brad Olsen. Thank you very much, Brad. I really do appreciate it. And the second, Torsten Rowan. Thank you both so very much for increasing that support. You two are incredible insiders, and I'm glad to have you aboard this Patreon train. So if you want to follow in the footsteps of Brad and Torsten just go to patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. There are different levels of support with different rewards attached. So once again, patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. Alrighty, like I said, it is the year of action. So challenge. Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Play three 30-minute focus sessions this week where you focus on one strategy that you're trying to learn. By playing just one or two tables, you have plenty of time to look for every opportunity to employ that new strategy, tag all relevant hands, and make sure to review each focus session in its entirety the next day. Now it's your turn to pull the trigger and do something positive for your poker game! You better wake up. The world you live in is just a sugar-coated topping. There is another world beneath it, the real world. And if you want to survive it, you better learn to pull the trigger. So like I said earlier, if you stop the podcast right now and you just complete the challenge, then you will have done your purposeful study and practice for the next three days. But for those of you who want some more background on focus sessions, I'm going to dive into why these are so effective for building your skills. So please visit the show notes page for everything I discussed today, along with screenshots and links at dot com slash pod 216. And make sure when you go there that you are signed up for the weekly boost so that you get your invite to next week's post-flop leak plugging webinar. All righty then, let's do it. Gambate! why are focus sessions so effective? Well, focus sessions, they give you a little bit more time to think through your actions and to pay attention to your opponent's actions. When you play just one or two tables, you have less distractions that pull you away from the current hand, whether you're involved in that hand or not. Less distractions means there's more time for you to consider all of the relevant information before you click that button. Most players play a normal volume session whenever they turn on the poker software. Now, this might be anywhere from 2 to 20 tables at a time. When you are multitabling like this, your mind doesn't have the time to actively think deeply about the hand you're playing. So if you're trying to ingrain new skills into your game, volume sessions just don't allow for it. The goal with every focus session that you play is to put into action one new strategy that you're studying off the felt. Playing a focus session while working on both 3-bets and double barrels really doesn't jive well. You're better off working on 3-bets in one focus session than the next day. That's when you work on that double barreling. And my focus sessions are always two tables at most, sometimes just one. Now let me give you an example of a 3-bet focus session. Let's say you're doing a lot of 3-bet studies off the felt. You're creating ranges by position and you're doing work with Flopzilla on your 3-bet range equities versus your opponents likely calling ranges. You're entering in different types of flops to see how these ranges interact with various boards as well. Now all of this study off the felt its super helpful, but in order to truly ingrain 3-bet strategy into your game, you've decided to play three focus sessions on 3-betting. Now, here are some of the things that you can spend extra time focusing on within these focus sessions. First, you can determine which opponents at your table are most likely to open and then fold to your 3-bet. Also, which opponents are more likely to open and then call your 3-bet. Each time an opponent raises, you can take the time to look at their raise first in stat in that position, along with their raise and then fold to 3-bet stat in that position as well. Of course, before you 3-bet, you can look at their fold to c-bet in 3-bet pots to give you a feel for how they play 3-bet pots on the flop. And lastly, when you open and then face a 3-bet, you can look at your opponent's 3-bet stat by position uh, to help you gauge the range that they're 3-betting you with. Now, those are just five things that you can look for, and there are plenty of other things that you can focus on with, uh, with within a three-bet focus session, you know, but these five will get you focused on making better three-bets right now. A few shout-outs today. First off, Angela Quinata and Laura Sadowski purchased my Smart Poker Leak Plugging course. They used offer code trailblazer one word trailblazer and they got two hundred dollars off the course thank you so much angela and laura for making this purchase i really do appreciate it you're on your way to plugging leaks and earning more profits by exploiting your opponents if you want to learn more about the course go to smartpokerstudy.com slash leak plugging course to learn a bit more And when you purchase, make sure you use offer code TRAILBLAZER for $200 off. We also had two people purchase my Smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4. The first one was Brave One. Nice screen name, Brave One. The second one, Graham Blair purchased it. So thank you both very much. If you want the Smart HUD for your own use in order to exploit those opponents to the max, go to SmartPokerStudy.com slash Smart HUD to make that purchase. Alrighty, back to class, poker people. So let's talk about unconscious competence right now. The goal with our studies and our focus sessions where we work to build that one strategy that we're working on, um, it's all about putting uh, those strategies into our unconscious competence. Now, this is something that I first learned from Jared Tendler in his book called The Mental Game of Poker. If a skill falls within your unconscious competence, that means that you've learned a skill so well that you perform it automatically, even while you're concentrating on other things. It's like driving a stick shift while you're talking to your fellow passenger, and you're just continuously upshifting and downshifting without even consciously being aware that you're doing it. And for a real quick poker example, I bet right now, Uh, You probably fold hands under the gum, like Jack-4 offsuit, 10-3 suited, and Ace-8 offsuit, without even thinking about it. You know, you're dealt these hands, you see them, look at your cards, and your cursor just automatically travels to the fold button without you being really aware that you're doing it. So this is where we want all of our poker skills to be. The more you study and practice your skills in-game, the sooner they will be ingrained into your unconscious competence. Now, let me ask you a quick question. What skill do you want to ingrain into your unconscious competence right now? Is it three betting? C betting the flop? Double barreling? Triple barreling? Folding when you know that you're beat? Stealing the blinds? Or maybe something else entirely? The goal with our studies and with our focus session play, it should all be around putting one skill into our unconscious competence. Now, sometimes this can take multiple weeks to accomplish, but I guarantee that it's worth it. So in that prior question that I asked, what skill do you want want to ingrain right now into it? Well, pick a skill and get to studying and working with purpose to put it into your unconscious competence. Now, let me ask you another question. How many skills do you think you added to your unconscious competence in 2018? So, if you're honest with yourself and you can't think of a single one, then you must incorporate focus sessions into your weekly routines right now. And to do that, I have four steps to effective focus sessions for you. Step one is to start with a proper warm up. Your warm-up, it can take any form that you want, maybe meditating, exercising, doing some push-ups, looking at your study notes, uh, listening to a podcast, watching a video, whatever you want. But make sure that part of your warm-up is deciding on your session focus. What skill are you going to work to ingrain into your unconscious competence? Step two is to limit the number of tables. Now, I recommend playing two tables at most for every focus session. You want to set yourself up for unconscious competent success by giving yourself more time to consider every decision with less tables than you're normally used to. Step three is simply notes. You want to have your notes out in front of you as you play. You know, this week, the idea is that you've been studying three bets with different articles, podcasts, and videos and stuff, and you're taking notes on all that stuff. Keep those notes out in front of you as you play. And then as you play, Take additional notes on important things that come to you during your session. Also, make sure you tag every relevant hand where you practiced the strategy that you're working on. And the final step, number four, session review. You must review every hand that you play in that session with particular emphasis on any hand that you tagged. Now, this is like watching game tape for, for a football coach uh, the next day after the game. This helps them see where their players need to focus for the next game. So your session reviews should take place after your focus session. And by doing them, you allow yourself to catch your mistakes and you help to refine your strategies. righty. well, this episode is not complete, until you head to the show notes page at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 216. And when you go there, make sure you sign up for that weekly boost so that you get your invite for next week's free post-flop leak plugging webinar. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you step into action with today's challenge if you want to get the most out of this episode please leave a review for the show on your favorite podcatching app. This is the best way, other than direct word of mouth, that you can help the show grow. And you can find me plenty of places on the socials. Just type or say the words Smart Poker Study. Word of mouth is the best advertising, so thank you very much for sharing the show with other poker people. Your sharing and caring is what helps us grow. Until next time, study smart. Play much and make your next session the best one yet.